Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is. On this beautiful, beautiful day, the 1st of June, I am recording. I'm actually sitting by the French Broad River at High Five Brewery out in Woodfin. I was told it's Woodfin, not Woodfin. So I think I said it the right way. Anyway, this is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee and Christ. I'm having a nice cappuccino here. The picnic table is just beautiful, picturesque. Just imagine a small coffee shop with um, right along the river with lots of tables and chairs and picnic tables, etc., etc. Slight breeze blowing. It is just gorgeous out here. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is my weekly share of the daily practice that has literally transformed my life over the past several years, and I will continue this daily practice every day for the rest of my life. That is a fact. That is a guarantee. Um, So what I do is it's totally spontaneous. I just share with you exactly what's coming to me as I read the words, and hopefully The sun is coming, so hopefully I don't have any situations where my technology overheats here and it shuts down. So let's let's hope that that does not happen. Let's start off with the verse of the day. The Lord is my shepherd, shepherd, like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So what... From this right now is obviously the Lord is my shepherd that's Jesus um, I like nothing okay so Jesus he's got me he's got you if you're a follower of Jesus so what I'm getting here is that I'm a sheep right so I I've got a certain amount of independence I can wander off from the flock and we all know Jesus, God, will go after that lost sheep. So I can get lost. Um, He makes me lie down. So what I'm feeling there is he slows me down. Green pastures. Slow down. That's one of the things is I've studied Jesus' lifestyle quite intently over the past several months. I've learned that Jesus never hurried. He was he always was taking his time. So this verse is reminding me of that. Makes me lie down in green pastures, so it makes me slow down. And he leads me beside quiet waters. And that's just where I am now. I am right next to some quiet waters. So why does he lead me beside quiet waters? I think because that's where I can find peace and I can hear his word. I can hear him speaking to me. It's one of the things Satan does is he will, of course, try to distract us, you know, uh, get us moving at a frenetic pace, busy, busy, busy. Satan will try to get us distracted by entertainment and always needing some kind of instant gratification. So he leads me beside quiet waters. He's just a nice you know such a great thing so let's go to a plan 
think I'm going to go to, let's go to the word. Let's see here. <clears throat> I haven't done this plan in a while. And this plan was kind of going along parallel with me reading the Bible for the first time from front to back. And I've, I'd stopped this plan for a while. So let's just see what it has for us today. All right. It says, read Nehemiah 3 through 5. Think about Nehemiah faces additional opposition. What is his response this time? How can you apply this to opposition that you face in your life? So let's read through this. Elishab the high priest and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and it set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of Hanel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zakur, son of Emir, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hazanah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Okay, so I'm going to skip through this because it's all about how they're building. I'm going to see when we get something else going on here. Okay, so basically they're rebuilding all the different gates. And here we go into Nehemiah 4, the opposition to the rebuilding. When Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews. And in the presence of his associates in the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? So again, the reflection there is in this world, I have to stand on truth. Jesus is truth. The word is truth. That is the way. So the way I'm applying that to my life today is, yeah, we're going to have people like Sanballat that are going to ridicule us for what we are doing to build the kingdom. That's the analogy I'm picking up here. Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, what they are building, even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. So again, more ridicule, say, ah, these Jews, what are they doing? It's never going to work. And verse 4, hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builder. So here we go. So the Israelites are calling out to God, which is always a good thing to do if you're in any circumstance or situation where you're feeling maybe ridiculed or, um, you know, meant to feel like you're silly for doing what you're doing, call out to God. So that's the first thing they did here. Let's see what else they did. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their heart. So in other words, they persevered. They kept going. But when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashed, Ashted 
heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's wall had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. So now they're getting angry because their ridicule didn't stop them, the Israelites, from rebuilding the wall. So let's see what they do next. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. So again, prayer comes in to play. And I'm really picking up on that. And prayer has been big on my life here lately. I'm doing another plan where he's talking about the importance of prayer. And I really don't think I was spending... I don't know. I'm learning. I'll just leave it at that. I'm learning more about prayer and the power of prayer. And and how to pray. Not in, it's got to have a formula, but just how to pray, generally speaking. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out. There is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Mm. Also, our enemies said, before they know it, or see us, we will be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. So it isn't looking good. <laughs> the people of Judah, the, the Israelites are getting tired. They're starting to doubt themselves. They're actually even starting to say that our enemies are going to be here to kill us. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. So now more. These are even your own people saying you're going to get attacked. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places. This is Nehemiah. Way to go, dude. So the way he's reacting, he's just like, nope. We're, we're just going to persevere through this. Posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. Look, babe. A little salamander came up to visit us. Right when I'm recording this. This is so funny. I love it. Hi, how are you, buddy? Beautiful. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Can you believe this? This is Nehemiah teaching us something. Oh, he's got a blue tail. In the face of obstacles like this, what you do, you just pray and have faith in God. Yeah? Oh, you have faith in God because he will. The, the little salamander is taking solace under my butt because there's shade over there. So funny. Okay. So now, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot, and that God had frustrated it. We all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles and officials and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out and we are widely separated from each other. All right, he went to your side now. He's probably under you right now. Well, he's separated from each other along the wall. 
Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. At that time, I also said to the people, have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night so they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I nor my brothers nor my men nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon even when he went for water. Look at this. They are single-handedly and steadfastly dedicated to building the wall despite any opposition. And prayer is the first step. Let's go to Nehemiah 5. Nehemiah helps the poor. Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their fellow Jews. Some were saying, we and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. So now they're freaking out again. Right? So here's Nehemiah. He's leading them. What's he going to do? Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have had to borrow money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. Although we are of the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews, and though our children are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. Sounds like a lot of complaining. When I heard their outcry, here's Nehemiah, and these charges, I was very angry. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, you are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, So here we go. Nehemiah is calling out injustice among his own people. And I believe that's what we are called to do. We are called to do that. And I've had that come into my awareness a lot recently. You'll see a lot more from from me on this topic. So he's calling out the injustice and said, as far as possible, we have bought back our fellow Jews who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain, but let us stop charging interest. Give back them to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses, and also the interest you are charging them. 1% of the money, grain, new wine, and olive oil. Way to go, Nehemiah. Calling them out. We will give it back, they said, and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Look at that. By taking a bold stand, he was, and speaking the truth, about God into these folks they said okay we're going to do that then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised I also shook out the folds of my robe and said in this way may God shake out of their house and possessions anyone who does not keep this promise so may such a person be shaken out and emptied At this, the whole assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord, and the people did as they had promised. Moreover, from the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, until this 32nd year, 12 years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allotted to the governor. 
But the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took 40 shekels of silver from them in addition to food and wine. Their assistants also lorded it over the people. But out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. There we go. This is the kind of leadership our God wants to see in the world. Where we don't lord things over people. We serve people. We help people. Oh, this is so good. Instead, I devoted myself to the work on this wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. Furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at my table, as well as those who came to us from the surrounding nations. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some poultry were prepared for me, and every 10 days, an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of all this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor because the demands were heavy on these people. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. What a great lesson. What a great story here in Nehemiah. What God is telling me, those of you may know, we're, we've got a community that we're building, and part of that community is to help people transform through love places and spaces which are virtual or physical places where people can come and as soon as they cross into this space they're going to know from the vibe from the people from what's on the walls from the smells from the sounds everything that this is a special place so god is really telling me step up your efforts to make love places and spaces come to life one of the things we've been working on just today as a matter of fact is our whole retreat we're, we're doing an end of year retreat Alana and I and it's going to be amazing um, so we're, we've actually we're, we're in the process of interviewing four different retreat centers so you'll hear more about that but this would be an event at a physical space where people can come and reflect where people can come and learn from their experiences from the past year where they can be in community with other people who are seeking. And you don't have to be a Jesus follower to come, but you're going to be seeking more. You're going to be seeking um, additional insight into your purpose in this world. Why are you here? What were you put here for? And that is extremely powerful and extremely um, inspiring. So, if you're hearing this by chance and you're interested, let us know because it's by invite only. We're not going to be advertising it by invitation only. So if you hear this and you say, hey, I, I want to at least be invited, well, let us know and we will invite you. We're in the process of putting together the details so you know what it looks like. Um, but man, what a powerful, powerful uh, God-inspired word spoken into me today be like nehemiah with these love places and spaces and persevere through ridicule through anything that we're going to face as we move forward on this so thank you so much for listening if you're new to the podcast like it subscribe to it i'll have all the ways that you can do that in the show notes you can also get into our community we have a free way to get into our community but i need to know that you want to join and I need your email and I can send you a direct link 
to start participating in what we're doing. We've got a challenge coming up in July that you're going to be interested in as well. So lots happening at Life Transformed. Again, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. And check back with me Monday for another podcast that's going to drop. Of course, every Thursday for Coffee and Christ. Take care. Thank you.